1: My brother. How you doing, Sean? <laughs> good to oh, see you, man. Man, man. So good to see you. Nice to see you. How you been? I'm good. How yeah. you been? I'm doing great. I'm looking good. Good. You're looking fit. Yeah. <laughs> Come on in. First of all, I want to thank you for stopping by while you're in town. And um, this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience for anybody to actually have a one-on-one conversation with you about the principal. When I met you at the um, Forbes 100 Greatest Business Minds, which I I was, you know, just so honored to be there, and I'm thankful that my last name ends in a C and yours ends in a D because that's how we met. We were right. I I was in front of you for when we were going to go take the take the big picture, and um, and I wanted to um, ask you a couple of questions straight from the things I highlighted in the book. First thing was, so what's your definition of radically open-minded?
0: Um, is to simultaneously have an opinion, like, uh, like, let me give you this, that you think it should go this way. Yes. And then you say to yourself, how do I know I'm right? Maybe that's wrong. Is that as good as I can be? And then the capacity to hear and then challenge. So somebody comes up to you with an idea. And says, okay, let's do this. What do you think about that? To harvest the best around you, but sorting it with your own mind. So I say to be open-minded and assertive at the same time. Don't give up your assertiveness, but to be curious, like, am I harvesting the best? Because the biggest thing that most people have, uh, their problem, is they get so opinionated that they can't take in. And the worst problem is the worst tragedy of mankind, almost any individual, is that they're attached to opinions that are wrong and they don't want to have them stress tested. So when you're radically open-minded, you can say, hey, man, I really think it should go this way and then at the same time say to the smartest people that you know, kick the shit out of it and try to say, okay, now let's see how the stress tests so that I can then go to the best or how do I harvest. This is going to be very important for you to get your leverage, Okay. Because you want to go to this new high level, right? And you want to do a lot of things. And in order to do a lot of things, you're going to have to get the most leverage of other people. But you also want it to be great just like you want it to be because you've got a unique ability with your taste and everything to be able to make those choices so you know what's great and what's not great. So in order to go from that, you have to pick the people who can do that who can deliver you what you could do to find people who are are as good or better than you and then to get that leverage. The key is to try to find out what you're not good at, okay? Write those things down that you're not good at and then you get the people who are good at those things and then you get the great leverage, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, think, what are you not good at? And get that great leverage and then get the simpatico even on the things you're
1: good at great and as as i'm as I'm building up my leverage and 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 I'm you know building my team, what advice would you give me on how to 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 find the best in class the
0: the first thing you need to do for each job is to have a spec sheets you know the specifications for that job think about. What are the most essential elements for each job? Because each job requires a different kind of
1: talent. Okay, now, just to interrupt okay. you right there real Go quick, ahead. is we live in a time where people know how to give really good interviews. So as I've been building, I've been fooled a couple of times. I've written out a very detailed spec sheet. Um, they may say they understand it, but then when and, and they have given me the appearance that 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 they um, understand the job and and they they do a stellar interview, but then you know when we we're three months into it, it into the trenches. Yeah, I,
0: I don't think. You, yeah, here's the deal. What you do is um, you use the personality profile testing, uh, background checks, and the resume. And I do a thing what which call a reverse three sixty, so to find out uh, not just their resumes but to find out everybody who knew them in the past, and then you go and do the checking. So you have to start with a spec sheet, meaning um, not just the skills. There are three things that uh, everybody brings you. Um, Skills is what almost everybody hires for, and it's the least important of the three things. The most important things are values, abilities, and skills. So first, what are their values? Because if you're not values-aligned, you're going to have a problem. Like, how are you going to be with each other? The second thing is then abilities. Like like some people like you, a very creative thinker. Somebody may be very reliable. They're not creative. But each person has a natural ability and abilities that they've gone to develop. Those are the things that make you excel or worse, bad at things. And then you have skills And skills is like, uh, you know, okay, you can play the piano or you can sing or you can do that. So each person, that's learned. But if you start to look at, okay, what are the person's values? Where's that coming from? Are we going to have simpatico? Because at that deep level, you have to have that simpatico. You're on a mission together. It's not just a job, right? And then their ability. So you got to get the spec sheet right. Once you know the language and you've got it down, then they come and they meet you, and then you you do those kind of right tests, and then you and then view when when you're starting with them that the tests don't end, okay? Because you're 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 testing them every single day, and it's how you do that, and even being able to rely on others to even make those selections for you, um, you know. Sometimes because I've done this a lot. I will look at those particular results, and I can say, okay, that's that type of person. And is that type of person a good click with the job?
1: I feel like I need a hard reset. I feel like I've been this computer that's been going and going and going and going and going nonstop. I know you split things up into personal and business um, principles, but for somebody that's coming from a history of success, um, what advice would you give for that? for For me, on knowing how it starts to chip away at your confidence a little bit and um, and how you know, what steps did you take to reset and 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 get up out of that and get to a point where you started to flourish in life and became like the greatest that you can be?
0: Uh, it, it, it just like you know, pain plus reflection equals progress. You're, um, you, you had the crash, you have the experience that's part of the self-discovery. Like, what do you want right now? Yes. You're at a juncture. What really matters to you? Yes. Right. Yes. yes sir. Because you're talking about excellence. Yes. Okay. You're talking about keeping the bar high. Yes. So let's talk about how you keep the bar high with that determination and then simultaneously deal with people who may not have that bar high because that's what I'm hearing you. Yes. Okay. Exactly. That's that's that deal. Okay. <clears throat> so now I want to go and understand and explore that. Okay? okay. How you keep the bar high and then also get with them. Okay. Because you got to sort them. Some people don't want to jump as high. Some people don't want to... But I want to know how you doing. I'm gonna tell you the truth. How are you doing on that?
1: Man, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Like I had to step away from the game because it 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 got to a point where where I didn't feel like I was playing with players of my caliber, and I felt like I was investing so much time in the now and in the the art piece of it that you know when it came time you know for my investment in my future as far as is my my business team and the team of executives around me um you know it kind of got away from me i got to a point where I, I was having so much success in so many different areas and so i wasn't paying attention to making sure that the that I was still nurturing the team. And then when I had to come back off a of tour and I had to get back into business mode, you know, I realized that, you know, I had outgrew my team. It wasn't like they were bad. It's just that they weren't at the level of excellence that I was at. That that level of excellence is very, very high for me.
0: What's interesting to me is um, I've I've seen this uh, happen over and over again with all different people, um, and I've we've had conversations with people who run great sports teams, or people who run um, great teams in any way, and have that element of excellence and, and how to do that. So, um, you, you, absolutely, you're not going to compromise the excellence. You'd, you you shouldn't. And, yes. And so at the same time, um, like how do you get the path? just find somebody who's really great at delivering that and make them a good partner. So whether it's Tarek or, uh, or s- somebody there who says, I'm, I'm making it my job to deliver those types of people to you. Yes, yes. Okay? Yeah. Because you, you're you not going to do this to sell, yourself all, yes. and you may not even be the best person to know how to do it because you've yeah. got to get organized the te- the tests and you
1: got to administer and whatever it is. Yeah. I you think know, that's what I'm trying to confess. Welcome to the Money is Not Evil podcast. Please, if you're loving this episode, please subscribe. Do me a favor, smash that subscribe button and even leave a review and comment down below. Is that, um, that's, that's something I'm not good at. I don't, I don't, I don't think that, it, you know, I'm, I'm good at that. I think there's somebody well, But you're going to get
0: liberated. Once you um, get it mm-hmm. and once you're doing it, it is a kick because, yeah. you, because like you say, you're hitting, you're stretching up to that level. And then you're either, if you don't have great talent around you, first of all, it's not a kick. It's a pain. It's miserable because then, you know, you're just slogging along. And what, what's the kick? The, the okay. kick, the fun. Oh, the fun. Okay.
1: All right. the, the
0: fun. The joy. Yeah. Okay. It is a blast, a blast to be around great people. Yes. And it is a downer to have people who can't play that way. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying too, okay? So I'm saying it's a kick. Like whether if if somebody's my dad was a jazz musician, so I think of jazz, you know? Mm. And I think of like, wow, great jazz musicians. I listen to great jazz. Ooh, and I listen to that and I say, wow, okay? Or a great basketball team or any other group of people to play that basketball. You use that as an example. To play that around is a kick, okay? And and it drags you down if you can't do that. But in order to do that well, whatever you want in your life, you have to ask who is going to be able to, capable of giving it to me because so it's an assignment to somebody who is going to be talented and knows how to produce and deliver talent. Like if you think of it, just if you're running a team doesn't mean you're going to run around and do all that talent finding and talent sorting or whatever. So it's, you're going to be recruiter. the captain of the team, mm-hmm. and then somebody out there is going to say, I am I know how to scout. Mm-hmm. I know how to test. I know how to do it. You tell me what, who's playing good basketball with you. Let me put this one on the court. How do you find him? Okay, no, 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 you don't like that. Let me recalibrate because it's my mission. The guy next to you who's your talent guy, it's my mission to deliver those stars. Once you start to realize that you don't have to do everything yourself, okay, whatever impediments you have, you can get the best talent in the world to do that with you. And it doesn't take any real time. It doesn't cost you hardly anything relative to the cost of wasting your time trying to not get those right people on there. And then you go and you you refine the process. But don't let yourself be the guy who's now going to undertake this mission, (laughs) And undertake that mission. Okay, yeah. And undertake that mission. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. You got yes. your talent, scout, like your play. Right. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that right there. That's, that's, that's the definition of a mentor mentee relationship. That connected with me. You know, I, I have my marching orders. I know what to do with that.
0: Yeah, thank you for that. And then we're going to look. Yeah, we're going to look. Okay, how are you doing it? Yeah, Because I'm saying success is a five-step process. First, you have to know what you're going after, your goals. Then you encounter your problems. Number two, you encounter your problems on the way to your goals. Then you have to diagnose those problems and get at the root causes of those problems. And that might be a weakness that you have or a weakness that somebody has, but you better get at the root cause. And then once you got the root cause, then you can design something. You write down on your to-do list, I gotta do this thing. That's number four, design. And then number five, you gotta do it. Yes. You just can't say, okay, now I'm gonna do that thing and not push through to results. And if you could do that over and over, that's a formula for success. You only have to do those five things, you got the formula for success. Um and so, but not everybody's good at all of those steps. So it's okay; you don't have to be good at everything. You just have to find the right people who
1: are good, where you're not good, and then you go through that. Last thing that 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 I wanted to ask you is, um, who are some of the leaders that you look up to, and why?
0: One guy comes to mind is Muhammad Yunus. Muhammad Yunus is the man who invented microfinance. And it's changing. Um, Jeff Canada, Jeff Canada, Harlem Children's Zone. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's a shaper. Yes, okay. he definitely is. He's a shaper, and he can make it. And, and a disruptor. A, and a disruptor, and a smart, good yes, man. Yes, yeah, yes. So Jeff Canada is 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 one of those. And let me say something else. Also, we're at a time where um, is it great to be successful? Is it great to be a millionaire yeah. is it great to be a billionaire yeah okay we want to convey those things to people you can have character at any level of operating so the people that i admire the most are these people who you know they have the great character and um and they're giving to other people those are the people but there, are so a lot of names come to mind when you're asking that's me great. that question that's you good
1: know? that's good and so here's the book, Principles. For everyone that um, hasn't read the book yet, you explain why you wrote the book. And I think the why is important, you know, for, for people to know that haven't read it. So can, can you explain t- to me one more time why you wrote this book and why it's so important to your legacy? I think there are three phases in one's life.
0: The first phase is you're dependent on others in your learning and you graduate, then you go in the second phase of your life, and increasingly people are dependent on you and you're working and you're trying to be successful. I'm in transition from the end of that phase to the next phase of my life, and the most important thing for me is to help other people be successful. I learned along the way certain things that helped me be successful. So whatever success I've had has not been because of me. It's because of principles that I learn along the way. But, you know, you have the collection kind of late in life and you want to pass. So I wanted to pass those along to be able to, you know, I'm at the stage of my life. Yeah, I'm 70 years old. Yeah. I want to pass along what's been good for me. So that's what I want to do. And then when I do that, I can have peace. So when I look at it and I, and I know like uh, the, it reverberates not only am I helping you because it, it's such an important thing to be not only helping you but to help the others that you're trying to help it reverberates and I feel good like I will have done what oh, I man. did you should and then I good. have and then I'll have peace yes okay that's peace and then I could save her life yeah. and I play around with my grandkids and I do all the things that I'm still excited about
1: so that's why and that's I, and that's the most important part out of all of this is to get to that peace ah oh, ah oh. I wanna, I don't wanna make the most money. I wanna be known for giving the most money away. I, I, you know, there's this man called Mansa Musa. Uh huh. It's, it's 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 a part of our history. Um, he was an African king, the richest man in the world, and um, the 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 changes that he made, the way he would go into the communities and and in Africa and and and. I'm talking about like the, the the way he would just help the the underserved and underprivileged. He's he's a big hero of mine. I'm gonna send you some information on uh, Man- uh, uh, Mansa Musa. Role models, role
0: models are good, and I'm very interested. Um, but it becomes the natural arc. It's instinctual. That what happens is, like like look, you didn't have anything. I didn't have anything. And then you go the arc and you acquire stuff. And then, okay. And then also, uh, people go through, is it status? Is it proven things? And all of that, and you get past all that. Whatever it is, is it the craft and all of that? And then you feel secure. And, and it doesn't, doesn't take much past a certain point to have more than you feel secure. And then you start to feel empathy. You start to relate. You start to see injustices. You start to see these other things happen and you can do that. And it starts to bring joy. And then you're gonna be going. You're you're gonna be passing those things. And what can you pass? And so it become the joys change from going to nothing to making a lot and realizing uh, what's it gonna get you more, really? And the irony of it is I never really worked for money. Yes. Was, is that was the irony. That's so crazy. I've never worked for money neither. The funny thing is, yeah. for me, maybe it's been the same for you. I ended up playing a game that I liked and got good at, and then they
1: and they gave me money. If you're good at the game, they yeah. give you money. Exactly. Okay, that's what it is. That I think that's a very, very important part of people that are successful. People don't realize that most people that are successful and you know earn a lot of money. They're really just doing their jobs extremely extremely well and that is a benefit of it it just comes and and, and then it becomes something that you can use to help other people because there's but so much stuff you could buy you know and then it becomes you know it it becomes what you know it should be used for for us to 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 help each other and to um and and to make positive changes that's right so when i look at that and
0: I say, okay, now I'm at a, let's say you get the money and the, whatever comes in and you can get this thing or you can get a kid through high school yes. and into a job like yes. your school. Yes. And then, you know, what makes you feel better? Yes. Okay. You have to do with what makes you feel better for me. Like, and I relate because you relate because you went through it. Yeah. And so it's natural. Yes. It's natural. So that art, life arc, sometimes we lose sight of that. Yes. Because people are thinking that the person who's made a lot of money is trying to make a lot of money or exploiting yes. people or something, rather than they're just producing p- things that people like and that people then are paying for the things that they like. So that's a good symbiotic relationship. Then you take the money and you do good things with it. That's yes. a good deal.
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. I want to thank you for this book right here. Um, As an entrepreneur... And I, I I will say to all entrepreneurs out there that, that this is required reading, and um you know also thank you for just you know all the books that 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 you've given me to give to give away to you know um people in the community that may not be able to afford it, and, and, and I'll keep and, giving them, and it's such a blessing. So I I want everybody to know how pure this relationship is. And, you know, this This is um, the 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 only ulterior motive that we have is to empower people through the information of your journey and all the things that you've learned, which we all have to go through as being successful entrepreneurs. So it's official right now. Principles is required reading. If you are becoming an entrepreneur, you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter if you're Eight to eighty, you know it doesn't matter. You could always—it's never too late to start. But you know, this is a book that will will take some years off of your life. I feel as as an entrepreneur, and um, you know, it's been something that has come to me as a blessing because you know when I read it the first time, I was at a at a certain point in my life. But then at the at this point where now I'm at my second mountain. And I'm at a point where, where I want to be the best I can be and understand the process. This, this right here has given me the roadmap. So I want to just thank you. For that. Let me tell you, I'm a great admirer of yours, uh, man. man. Thank you. Because you got what it takes.
0: Thank you. Really. Man. Thank you. Not, I'm not admiring for you for your success. Yeah. I'm admiring you for the type of person you are, and so for me. The ability to pass along things that are helpful and know that you're also gonna pass along
1: the things that are helpful to you. Yeah. It's joy. Thank you for the joy. And I cannot let you leave without <laughs> giving me an autograph copy. <laughs> okay, what book. <laughs> another one. Okay. We good? Can we get a round of applause for Ray Dalio? And you.